Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in our ninth day of Advent reading and uh, we're going to be reading Luke 1 verses 26 through 80-ish. So it's a little bit long, and uh, but it's all about the foretelling of Jesus's birth. And um, anyway, so before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you. Thank you for today, for the many blessings, for the way you speak to us and the way you love us. I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to understand what you want us to know. As we read today, I pray that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be open. I pray that you'd be the one that we focus on, that you'd be the one that we love, and that you'd be the one that we truly seek after. I pray that we would hear your voice. It doesn't need to be anything from me. I just pray, Holy Spirit, for you to supply the wisdom and understanding. I pray that you would take care of this reading, guide it, and may our hearts and our minds be completely available to you and what you have to say. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I have to admit today, I struggled to do this simply because I got wrapped up in work. Then I got hungry, and then I just, you know, struggled to get it done. And one of the blessings of this is, is it causes me to, to read the word, pray, do some research, some study. And then when I'm feeling like, I don't know what the heck to say, to just turn it over to him and to God and say, what do you want? You know, help me understand and start praying about it. And as I was praying today, he just kind of struck me about my attitude. My attitude at times is poor. Other times it's great, but other times it's very poor. And right now I'm in a point in a place where kind of my attitude is, is I want God to do certain things, certain ways at certain times and he's not doing it. So then I get a little bit stressed, get a little bit down. And then I realize I can't have my circumstances dictating my relationship with him. And then I move on and go back to a better place, pray to him. It all comes down to a friend of mine once said to me years and years ago when she said, people say they don't have time to pray. And she said, I can't imagine not having time to pray because it's so important to hear God and to talk to him and connect so that your day goes on well. And it impacts your attitude. And I think when I was reading, what really struck me was the difference between Zechariah yesterday and Mary today. Zechariah questioned Gabriel. Like, dude, don't you understand? Sarah's old. or what, I forget her name. I'm sorry. Um, Elizabeth is old. And uh, yeah, don't you know what? That ain't going to work. <clears throat> and he got struck mute. Whereas Mary, she doesn't have that same attitude. So let's let's see what how that all goes. Let's go to Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. 
Mary was greatly troubled at, at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, some things struck me there. One was Mary's attitude. She was like, oh my gosh, this was scary. I'm frightened by this. Not like, hey, don't you know I'm a virgin? She didn't take that that attitude. And in fact, it's like she's being told his reign will never end. And I think about that. And from that point forward, when Jesus was brought into the world, his reign has never ended. And even though he may not be physically here like some of our people, like you and me, He's still here and his reign does continue. It hasn't stopped. He's still engaged and he's still in charge. Sometimes I think that, oh, it's just he's gone. The reign is over and he'll come back and reestablish it. No, his reign will never end. Verse 34. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? Legitimate question, right? Totally legit and asked in a legitimate fashion and manner. Again, attitude does have an impact. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord, Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Again, her attitude was one of, I, I want to, I'm scared, I'm nervous, I'm troubled. But whatever you say, let it happen. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. It remark, it's remarkable to me that, as we've read in the Old Testament, we've read elsewhere, prior to Jesus coming, prior to Pentecost, people have been filled with the Holy Spirit, that God is still, was still and always has been active in our lives. He's always lived in us. He's always been there, living in us. Even when it was after, prior to Jesus you know, going to hell, and overcoming death, the Holy Spirit was still active throughout history. Verse 42. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who is believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Verse 46, Mary's song. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him, 
from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. They said to her, there is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. Verse 67, his, fa- his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. So I look at this and I think about what these words are saying to me. And again, I look at my circumstances and I don't see God moving the way I want him to move. And I know intellectually he's looking out for me and doing the right thing. On the flip side, I am nervous and scared about why, why doesn't this get handled? How can this get handled? It's going to go and be very difficult for me. And I think about this and it says to, and to enable us to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And it makes me think about that I'm asking God to serve me, not me serve him, that I should be serving him and not asking him to do things for me. Now, I know me asking for help is a form of praise. We've covered that in previous um, discussions. But at the same time, am I really serving him? I don't think I always am. And instead, I want him to serve me. Solve this problem. I need this money. I need this done. I need you to take care of that. Whatever it is. And then when it doesn't happen, I get scared. So again, I'm not serving him without fear. And I'm not serving him in holiness and righteousness at that time. So it really begs to the question, what's, what's my attitude? Am I being Zachariah? Am I Zachariah instead of being Mary? Good question. 
and you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. See, John the Baptist was a pretty amazing dude. He lived out in the wilderness. He was filled with the Holy Spirit from the beginning. God directed him. While he was still in the womb, God directed him. And he knew Jesus. He knew God. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. What an amazing life. And he knew that there was something happening. And just as Elizabeth knew, when she saw Mary, she knew. She knew the deal. And they served without fear. And I think about that for myself. Am I Zachariah or am I Mary? Am I serving God without fear, without stipulations? Or am I doing my typical normal human thing and saying, I really need you to solve this problem in this fashion. And I'm putting God in a box, which is so wrong. So with that, let's just go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word and the way you talk to us. I just pray that you would be the one that we're hearing, that you're the one that's speaking. It'd be your words, your insights that we would gain. I lift up this time, I lift up this reading to you, and I just pray that your word would go out and be multiplied and that people would only hear your message, nothing from me. And that you would be the one that they focus on. Your great gift to us, Jesus Christ. And the herald John who came before him. I pray, Father, for this time of year. I pray for this reading. I pray for our families, our friends, and our nation. I pray you watch over them. Lift lift them up. Repair them. And keep them safe, I pray. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.